Yo, yo, on this uh, episode of Corner of the Circle podcast, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Andrew Morgan. Some of you guys might know him as uh, Andy Ribbody. Um, dude, he's hilarious. Uh, quickly becoming one of my, my good friends. Uh, so I, uh, I really, really wanted uh, people to have an opportunity, those that don't know who the guy is, to have an opportunity to hear what he has to say uh, from nutrition, from nutritional trends, to, I mean, even down to, to his love for machines and uh, fast cars. Um, and uh, of course, our, our, my latest trip to Tokyo, when I got a chance to actually hang out with him. So I think you guys are going to really enjoy this one. So sit back, relax, strap on your seatbelt. That's what I did, Andy. And uh, get ready for the corner of the circle. All right, we are back with yet another episode of Corner on the Circle. We have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, the scientific guru, the nutritional freaking uh, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, the world traveler, the all of the above, Mr. Octane in his veins, <laughs> uh, Mr. Andrew Morgan. Thank you very much, sir, for being on. Thank you for having me, and uh, y'all, thank you for listening in. Did I say that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you kept the y'all right. He used y'all. That, that, that's oh, great. So Texas is the best state. Uh, Woo Guns and Buffalo Wild Wings is amazing. It, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Actually, I had wings last night, actually. Believe it or not. Well, I had cauliflower wings. I had, I had cauliflower wings, and uh, I, I tried to splurge a little bit. And I was like, yeah, let's go out. Let's have wings, because, like, Every Tuesday, at least around here, it's wing, um, it's uh, wing night. So mm-hmm. it's like 50 cents to 75 cent wings, you know, so it's pretty cheap. And so uh, me and a couple of my guys that I train, we, uh, we go out to eat and I have cauliflower wings, uh, these vegan cauliflower wings, which I'm absolutely addicted to. And I have a... Uh, what? No, back up. Back up. Son. Yes. You had vegan yes. wings? They're cauliflower... But they have, uh, I mean, they, they they still put the wing sauce and all that stuff on them. Made uh, of cauliflower. It'll yeah, and they're crispy what? and everything. It's they're dude, they're so good. This is not a wing. You were lied to, my friend. No, no, no. And now here's the thing. I never, they I didn't have a. You. Oh, they sold me a bill of goods for sure. And I actually, I didn't even. I'll be honest with you. I had even, I didn't even have a traditional wing. I had that, and then I had um, some boneless wings grilled. So basically, I had okay. chunks of I had chunks of grilled right. chicken and cauliflower wings. Yeah, I can get down with my boneless wings. Yeah, this but is the thing is, it, it wasn't even real boneless wings. It was grilled boneless wings. So it was basically, it was just chicken breast, just chunks of chicken breast. So I mean, I, I, listen, man, you, you saw that cut that I tried to go through. That was that was hell. I'm not gonna do that again. So I'm gonna make sure right. that cauliflower. If I have to, if I have to put a a substitute <laughs> a substitute wing on, then so be it. Um, but yeah, so. Um, so those of you like, can already tell, uh, Andy does does know his uh, he knows his stuff about nutrition. Uh, you recently, actually, you know what? Boom, I have it right here. Uh, you guys just recently uh, re-released publication, Muscle Shrink Pyramid. Boom, guys. You 
you guys don't have them, you're uh, sleeping on the rock. And if you look here, people, who's that right there? Boom, boom, boom. That's oh my God, that's handsome. I am. That's too much handsome. That's too much handsome, too much beauty in one picture. Um, but yeah, uh, so for, for the for the people out there that, that know you, there's nothing that I'm saying that they don't already know. It's fact. But those of my number that don't know who you are, kind of give them a rundown of who you are, what you do, what you're about, all that good stuff. Sure. So I, I a blog. I try to make the fitness industry a less shitty place for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, because you know, there's a there's a lot of crap out there. Yes. And um, I just try and make things a lot simpler, and I do that by writing about how to um, train and get your nutrition on point right without resorting to supplements or gimmicks fads any of that kind of stuff so my writing is for i would say people who they've been on this fitness treadmill and they've been running into um how can i say these fads and they finally realized that you know what there aren't any shortcuts (laughs) and so now they're prepared to read my long ass articles (laughs) Right. They've now got the patience for it. And um, that's what I've been doing for eight years. So um, I make my money through mainly through online coaching, email coaching. Um, I work with a few clients. And um, I also make some money now through uh, selling books, um, both digital and recently physical. We put the physical versions on Amazon of the Muscle and Strength Pyramids. And those are the uh, nutrition and training textbooks that I wrote with Eric Helms and um, Andrew Valdez. And I'll make make sure, uh, guys, just in in case you guys uh, haven't heard of them and you you want to get a hold of of those books, I'll make sure I put a link up. Um, and I'll probably most likely while you're talking about that particular part, I'm probably going to actually put a graphic up of the book so people know what they look like, even though I, I put them up earlier. Um, so you. yeah, it's uh. And dude, they're 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 powerful. They're like they 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 work, and they've been working for a long time for a lot of people. Um, I think um, they've been. I know the, uh, as far as those books go, they they've been digital for for quite some time. And um, now that they're they're actually you know a concrete uh, bound book, you can you can literally go to Amazon like everyone in the world does, and you can order the book, have it delivered to your doorstep, and you can be able to thumb through the pages. Um, if you're like myself, while you know you do have a little bit of a technical savvy, sometimes it's good to have a concrete version so that you can actually dog ear that page and go back to it, see it, read it, make your notes and everything. Um, and in terms of Andy's blog and in terms of you know what he what he does, you can go to ripbody.com, and a lot of uh, a lot of the information uh, that you seek is there. A lot of those amazing long blogs that he speaks of, they're there. Um, so yeah, this this is probably most likely of all the guests, this is probably the this is probably the biggest thinker uh, that that's been on. No disrespect to the, the to the previous guests, but you know for the for the most part, you know I've had you know people that move a lot a lot of weight, um, crack a lot a lot of jokes, and this guy he cracks a lot of jokes, and then he gets the people that can move a lot of weight, and he gets them to move away a little bit better. He makes the people that you know that have uh, you know a cut here, a cut there to have more cuts. The people that are out of shape, he helps them get in shape. Uh, by actually providing them with practical knowledge, uh, which is crazy because you know it, you know it. it lit- I'm I'm living proof that it actually works. I, <laughs> believe it or not, I could have died. So, um, 
And actually, we're going to dig into that a little bit later, I think, man, because people people need to know that like the stuff that, that you guys teach and the stuff that you guys preach actually works. And it's nothing. It's not this huge puzzle um, that I for years thought thought it was. It literally took a couple messages, an easy formula and somebody to show you how to do it. And you're like, oh, crap, that's it. Um, it's not hard. And I think a lot of people have been lied to, myself included. And um, there's people like yourselves that, that actually help, like you said, uh, make the fitness industry a less shitty place by really kind of pulling back the veil of, of, of misinformation and just provide people with, with the real stuff. So uh, kudos to you for that, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So, so the, the thing, if I may, the, th the thing that I think that most people miss is the the fundamental pyramid of importance right when it comes to setting up your training and your nutrition and when you don't understand the priority of importance then you ask all of the wrong questions right without you knowing it so my best friend this pains me i just want to slap him because i've been telling him <laughs> that he's a bit adhd uh -huh. um he, he, he a little bit he's not actually diagnosed but he, he just cannot focus and so he asks questions in isolation and i say to him read this right it will take you 20 minutes and then you'll never have to ask any question like this again because you'll understand but he can't and won't do it because he doesn't see the value in it i yeah i and get for that. some reason he hasn't seen why asking these questions is is um kind of just sending him in circles so for example, this morning, he sent me a picture of his dinner last night. And I sent back and said, oh, you probably want to have a little more protein in that. And, um, you know, this is my best friend. This is not something I do for clients. Clients, right. I get them to count their macros, right? Yeah. This guy, and I was like, why? Is, pro why? is protein good? And I'm like, well, you know, on occasion, if you're going <laughs> to have a little less, that's going to be fine. But right. protein's good for recovery. And it's right. going to help you um, maintain your muscle mass as you're, as you're cutting. And he's like, oh. Well, I'm going to have 200 grams for lunch, um, and it's going to be a chicken thigh. And I'm like, okay, well, um, does that mean 200 grams of meat, or does that mean 200 grams of protein? Because the two are actually a little bit different yeah. there. And actually, let's back up a second, because if you are in too high of a caloric deficit, mm -hmm. then no amount of protein is going to save you from losing some muscle mass. Right. And... From that, um, you're going to lose weight so fast, and the, the hunger is just going to suck, and you're going to end up rebounding. Right. So then let, let's take another question. Uh, should I take um, vitamin C, for example? Should I take a multivitamin? Should right. I take creatine? It's like, well, hang on, let's back up a second. Like, are you consuming your vegetables? Right. Are you consuming a variety of vegetables? Right. Um, how are we going to um, assess whether the quantity of vegetables you're taking is, is decent? So I like to go with a heuristic of like a, a fist size of vegetables with each meal and have like two to four meals a day. Now, that, that that's just a really uh, very, very basic heuristic. Right. Um, and I, I could get obviously more granular than that. But, um, you know, you have to put everything into context. Right. Like how many people have asked you, LS, um, should I train my eccentrics with four seconds and my concentrics with two <laughs> i heard that that's going to help me feel it right so then like you must have been asked like tempo questions a lot right oh you get asked a lot 
Because, I mean, a lot, it's, it starts becoming the fad. And they start seeing right. their favorite lifters doing it. People start glorifying it. So, like, that's what I, I have my own, I mean, I'm sure you get it. A lot of my clients start asking that question. Like, well, why are we not doing more tempos? Why are we not doing more eccentrics? Like, man, all right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But please continue. Okay, so this, yes. Yeah, so, so this is where, like, I would direct them towards that pyramid of importance. And I'll right. say, yo, where, where is tempo? And it's like, oh, that's the last piece that you want to make sure you're not screwing up. Right. Rather than you're actively managing it. Right. Because as we know for tempo, as long as you're lifting an appropriately heavy load, right. tempo is going to take care of itself as you fatigue. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? So um, it's not really something to worry about. Things that you do need to worry about, lower down on that priority list, I, or rather higher, higher on the priority list, lower on that pyramid, that, that base foundation that we're creating here right. is um, volume, uh, frequency, uh, intensity of load. Right. Right. Those are the, these fundamental things. Um, and then one base level lower than that, consistency. Man. Are you trying to do a six-day program of your favorite uh, bodybuilder? or Well, actually, powerlifters don't generally train six days. But are you trying to do like a, uh, a six-day program when your schedule is only going to allow for three? Right. You know? Can you actually keep up with this? Right? You gotta... Where's the consistency in terms of the, of the training? And, I, and a lot of people, I mean, I mean training, nutrition, I mean, it all boils down to, I mean, in what I can tell my people, a lot of it, it, it boils down to your consistency and your discipline. Are you able to do the same thing? Not necessarily the same thing, but are you able to do the same, same number of things repetitively over and over and over the right way? You know what I mean? And again, there's going to be times of, of deviation. I mean, that, I mean, that's to be, that's to be expected, but are you able to do those consistently and persistently? Over extended amount of time for however long it needs, you know, however long you need in order to accomplish the goal that you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, and again, at, at some point, I just have to accept the fact, at least for me, I just accept the fact that this is my lifestyle rather than this is something that I'm trying to do in order to, to look good for a wedding or in order to look good for the platform or whatever it is. Um, this is something that has to become my lifestyle. Once it becomes my lifestyle, at least for me, that it doesn't become a, a habit, but rather a lifestyle. And so I don't, you don't necessarily think about it like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. But rather I think to myself like, all right, well, this is, this is what we do now. You know what I mean? Like there's no turning back of you know, full hundred percent, you know, com commitments to the, to the process. And for me at least, and, and for those like myself, I think it helps a lot to know that, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is, this is what I'm committing to. There's really no turning back to it. Let's just go and commit to it. And it's, it just seems like it's a lot easier once you just decide that it's going to be part of what you do. Um, so then you stop, at least for me, I stop asking the dumb questions because I'm doing more research on what I'm doing, number one. Number two, more importantly, you take more pride in what you're, what you're doing, what's going in, you know, uh, what's going in your body, what you're ingesting. So, you know, there's more of, a, of a, an investment, I should say. In, in what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do. So, you know, when you do, you know, you know, hire on someone like yourself or, you know, ask for, you know, a consultation from, you know, people like yourselves, Eric Helms, Andrew Valdez, you know that, you know, well, not only do I know that they know what they're doing, but in, in turn, I'm going to learn how to do it correctly so that, you know, so that I know what they're saying, so that, that I know the lingo, so I know the jargon, so that I know, I mean, that's, 
for me, that was the hardest part. That's been the hardest part is just learning, learning how to learn, learning how to ask the right questions. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. sometimes not asking a question at all, just doing the research first before you ask the question, that's the best question you're going to ask. Um, but people are, and we're in the day of a day and age right now where it's all about instant gratification. And if I can't get it from typing on my cell phone, if I can't get it from me asking, Hey, Andy, what do I need to like? Hey, is this the right amount? Is this right amount? Hey, how much is this? How should I, how, how many grams of this should I take? If, if we can't get it instantaneously, then we don't want it. Um, you tell me 20 minutes, I have to read an article for 20 minutes to find the answer. No, I I need 10 seconds. You know, here's the thing. The last time you had a good long Instagram shit, like was that not twenty minutes? At least, right. at least, at least. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, that that makes perfect amount of sense. And again, if if you know if people, um, I mean, think it doesn't take a lot. You can literally just go to you know to your IG, Andy Ribbody. You can see just some of the people that you've dealt with, some of the things that you know, um, just some of the results. And like you know, people can see firsthand, like. What you say works. What you what you guys do works. Um, you know, and 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 again, I don't I don't necessarily name drop a lot, but I mean, just in the last you know two minutes, you know, I dropped Andrew's name, I dropped Eric Helm's name. Um, you know, the your two other uh, co-authors that 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 wrote the book uh, uh, with you. Um, and dude, every, all three of you guys know your shit, and all three of you guys, you know, um, you know, you have. You, you come from a place of you, you've been there, you've done that. And, you know, I, I like to think of it as, <laughs> as, as, as lazy as it sounds. You guys have already done the hard work and pretty much just pretty much filtered all the dumb shit out of the way. And all we have to do is like, all right, cool. This is, this is A through Z. You don't even need, you don't even need that. We actually got rid of, you know, freaking C through Z. Now we just have A to B. All you have to do is do A to B. And, it's and the, the actual shortcut yes, to it, success it really is to understand is. those principles first. Like the, the things that look like they're shortcuts, they're not. They're yeah. just going to end, you end up you going in circles or, or fluctuating, right? Right. But, and the, the actual shortcut is doing a little bit of reading so that you understand. And that's kind of where, you know, the articles come in. Right. Um, and it, it's not that hard. It's just a case of sitting down and focusing, right? Um, so that you understand and therefore you know what questions are good questions versus dumb questions because otherwise you just don't know. Right. So, uh, and then more importantly, when someone comes out with a claim, um, let's say, um, let's go back to one that we can all have a giggle at. Um, if you eat six meals a day, you're going to stoke your metabolism and that's going to be better, right? So uh, <laughs> that's, that's kind of been debunked. But, you know, 10 years ago, everyone was doing that. Oh, yeah, it was everyone bad. Everyone was having six meals a day. We were eating like rabbits. Now, we are grazing all day. And um, when you are putting in so much work, and someone makes a bold claim and it starts gaining traction, it's natural to worry that you could be getting better results by switching over to something else. But if you have a framework through which to take that claim, insert it into the framework of importance, and then see where that fits in, you have a way of shit testing that claim, basically. So then with the timing, you're like, well, hang on a second. I know that calories are the most important thing because that's going to determine whether I gain or lose weight. And then after that, I know that my macronutrients 
Uh, the second most important thing, protein being the most important of right. those, because that's going to determine whether I've got enough for recovery or whether I've got enough to help me maintain my muscle mass as I'm cutting right. or help me build muscle as I'm gaining. And then my carbohydrates going to help me with the intensity of my training and my fats. I don't want to get them too low or too high because if they're too low, it's going to screw with my hormones. If it's too high, right. I'm um, not going to have enough um, room in my caloric budget for the carbohydrate. And then what's the next layer? It's like, am I getting enough water? And then am I um, consuming uh, enough uh, vegetables, fruits, and fiber so that my micronutrition, you know, your vitamins and minerals, yeah. and then all the things we can't quite measure, the zoonutrients, etc., are taken care of. And then we've got timing. But here's the thing about nutrient timing, for, to just to answer that specific question that you didn't ask, but I wanted to throw out there as an example, right? <laughs> so... But here's the thing. We know then that as long as you take care of these three base layers, our calories, our um, macronutrients, and then the um, the micronutrients in terms of the fruits and vegetables that we're eating, that the, the timing doesn't matter that much. And the research backs this up. What the timing really, you just don't want to screw up your timing. Getting really, really granular with your timing mm -hmm. as a power athlete or as a bodybuilder doesn't really do that much. Now, if you are an endurance athlete doing two a days or three a days where you, you know, you have um, um, fueling concerns for your muscles because you are an endurance athlete and wow. glycogen replenishment, which is, uh, that's the muscle in your, um, <clears throat> that's the fuel source in your muscles um, that's going to fuel your endurance workouts becomes a concern then sure but that's not us right so there's lots of flexibility there so if someone were to say oh yeah you should eat one meal a day or you should eat one meal a week so i snake dude i don't know talking <laughs> about this crap and, or or yeah you need to eat six meals then you can be like well hang on a second mm, no move on i'm happy with what i'm doing i can right. ignore that right well right. someone says oh yeah you should eat um um, you should eat, uh, what, what, what's fatting now? Celery juice or something? Yeah, some, I, something. Right, I mean, I mean, come on. Where does that fit into things? Absolutely nowhere. It doesn't. Like, just shut up. Right? <laughs> yeah, you just learn how to check someone's bullshit. And that's, that's a very empowering thing, right? You're oh, teaching yeah. people how to fish instead of giving them fish. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think that, you know, the... You know, it's 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 as weird as it sounds. People don't really realize how um how important it is just to educate themselves. I mean, it just just it's it's weird. Like sometimes, just the, as simple as just knowing just a little bit more than what you knew yesterday can save you save you time, save you embarrassment, and and honestly, just I, I, like I said, I for me, time is the most precious resource that you have, and. While you have a lot of it, you don't necessarily have a lot of it. Um, for the most part, usually when people, you know, like myself, uh, a lot of, of 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 clients that you have uh, 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 come to you, usually some some you know some may do it for health reasons. Um, a lot of them, like myself, it'll you know will come to you because we have a timing issue. It's it's we have a deadline, we have a meet, we have uh, a show coming up, so. We've got to get as lean as possible. We've got to get our, our diet um, and our nutrition as on point as possible in a certain amount of time. So 
there's not necessarily this 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 infinite uh, uh, this infinite bank of time that one has, you know, in order to accomplish this goal. There's usually a, a finite a finite <laughs> a finite wall that you're gonna hit uh, before you need to be at whatever whatever peak that that you need to be at. Um, or even if it is a regular Joe schmo out there that's getting ready for a wedding, or you know, their uh, their their anniversary is coming up, whatever it is, they want to fit into this nice dress or. They want to fit into their high school prom freaking suit. Who, who fucking knows? Um, but usually people, you know, they waste a lot of time, you know, chasing these fads. There's so many fads out there. Um, what's what's been one of the at least as far as as far as I want to know, what's been probably one of the biggest fad diets uh, that that's you really had to you know kind of crash. Uh. That I've personally myth busted, or um, either or fun, funniest ones that I've seen. Well, I live in Japan, so I mean, you you were here last yeah. week, like you understand it's another world. Um, but then again, I hear some crazy shit all the time <laughs> <laughs> from what's coming out from certain celebrity mads, uh, like the celery one. Oh, oh god, god. Celery. okay. So I had this guy now. Um, he comes to me the one night and he says, Hey Andy, I used to work for him as an English teacher here. And uh, he goes, Hey Andy, I've heard you're into nutrition now. Look, look, I've heard about this thing. It's going really well for me. I want your opinion on it. Right? So there's this diet. It's called the apple diet. So what I do is I eat nothing but apples, right? Monday to Saturday oh my until the evening. And then when it gets to evening, I'm allowed to drink as much beer as I want. And then kidding? Sundays, I can have whatever I want. And I'm losing weight. What do you think? <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> You're killing yourself. Like, inside, I'm like falling over. I'm like, oh my God. Like... Wait. That's probably the best I've heard. All Ooh. apple diet. All apple diet. All apples all the time. Oh shit, I'm going to buy that domain. A A A A T. All right. I can't even. I can't even think. Of course, you're gonna. I mean, I just. I'm trying to think of like in my head. I mean, it's like you. If you learn just a little bit about nutrition, like as you're taught, tell me. I'm thinking to myself. So I'm seeing this guy is probably eating like five to six apples a day. I don't really like. I don't even know like what that nutritional value is like. So there's absolutely. It seems like there's absolutely no protein. It's all. No one got fat on fruit, man. No Look, I can't even think like I like hell I don't <laughs> like how how could his digestive system even function? Like he was probably like poor fellow. God. Uh, and then there was a time there was a period in I think it was around 2007 2008 and uh <laughs> the the banana diet was fatting. Yeah. It was really upsetting cuz bananas are probably the most affordable fruit in japan because mm -hmm. fruits are expensive as hell here and um yeah there was there was this thing where i think it was like six bananas a day and you will lose weight and well, it was like were. talked about on tv and there were no bananas you could not get any bananas that's anywhere. insanity it was always sold out i can i couldn't even imagine first of all i hate bananas but the fact that i mean it doesn't even make sense oh, to well, hear it stop back up you hate bananas? I this is another thing I, I've heard to call you. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't. Why? No. I just, I've never, you bananas. know what? When I was younger, I actually used to like them. 
And, and I don't know. I think it was around. It had to been around like I had to be around like eleven or twelve, and I had a banana, and it just did not sit well with me. And I'm not allergic or anything. I just the texture and the taste just got to me, and I threw up everywhere. And after that, I was like, I'm never gonna have another banana again. Um, same way with watermelon. Like the same, the same. I think it was like around the summer, and the same summer that I. I hated watermelon was the same summer that I hated bananas. Like, I don't like banana flavoring. I don't like watermelon flavoring. I don't like anything that smells even remotely close to bananas or watermelon. I cannot. I like all I like all other flu. Oh, strawberries. I'm not the biggest fan of strawberries, but everything else. So like, so like all the good shit, basically. So yeah. What I'm saying is, so your judgment is brought into question once again. So first we go with the vegan <laughs> Listen. Uh, wings. The next time uh, you come back to the States and you're around my way, I'm going to take you to a spot. Um, there's two places now that I've had them, and they're great. And you got to understand, man, like, I mean, for me, like, it, at least for me, that was, I mean, and I, I mean. LS, I, LS, can I stop you, mate? I'm sorry. You know when someone's in a hole? No, I was, right. I was. No, I'm not digging. trying to get out of a hole. No, you don't keep digging, man. You, what digging. I'm saying is this: carry it, on if you want. You're gonna keep. Digging, no, I man. promise you, it's gonna make sense. Mm -hmm. I fasted. You know, I, I done my intermittent fasting um, all day, or whatever, and I had nothing but protein. That cauliflower was actually, believe it or not, that was my carbs. That was my post-workout carbs. Thank you very much. Why is this? Why do you, why do you choose that out of interest? Seriously. I had, dude, I had not, I had no carbs. I had, hadn't had a carb and it was, I don't know that it was by, uh, by design. It was just, I was looking through, I was looking through my macros as I plugged them. I was like, dude, I have not had one carb. I didn't have it via, I hadn't, I didn't have it via training or any, I had no carbs in it. Right. Of course. So they were just there and you didn't want to have the fries cause they've got a lot of fat. Yeah. And, like, and I'm like, wait, I want, like, I want something tasty. And yeah, okay. I had never had them at this particular establishment. And I mean, let's be real. They, it was literally 75 cents. So yes, I'm going to try them. And they were absolutely amazing. And the macros it's, were immaculate. You make B-dubs sound fancy. Establishment. First, you know, it wasn't B-dubs. This is a completely different place. It's called, uh, are you ready for this? <clears throat> it is called Buffalo Wings and Rings. Yes. Wow. It's, not even creative. it's I, I at first when I was like, oh, that's such a just B dubs ripoff. Until I went there and I had the wings, and that I mean, I don't know that they, I, I don't know what chickens they get them from. They're like baby pterodactyls because their wings are humongous. And I mean, of course, it's Texas sized wings. They pretty much should just be an actual chicken wing, but whatever. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a really good place. It's a local owned place, and I try to. I mean, since I moved to this community, I've tried to do a lot of like just. Buy local, you know, even my like my t-shirt vendors and everything. I try to stay as local as possible. And it's a really nice place. And, you know, they do a lot for the community. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go here. And I, I'm glad I did because they had some of the greatest cauliflower wings you ever had. And, uh, you know, I'm uh, clearly they were good. I lived to tell the story. And the scale, the scale was, it was, it was nice to me as far as the scale goes. Um, so you talked about being in Tokyo. So for my people that don't know, I failed to mention this on purpose. Andy actually is based out of Tokyo, Japan, um, which is 
crazy. It's super crazy. Um, we actually met. Um, I actually met Andy um, in Dublin, Ireland. So let me <laughs> talk about a backtrack. I met Andy in at Dublin, Ireland, at a powerlifting conference, and like I, I, I've said it a couple times. Like I didn't know how to. I just didn't. I didn't get him at first. I'm like, dude, this guy is clearly he's a, he's a he's a talker and he's a thinker. And the thing is, I, I talked about Eric Helms earlier. If you want to just have your mind blown for a quick second, have Andy, um, Greg Knuckles, who I have, have yet to mention, have Andy, Greg Knuckles, and Mike Trichera, and <clears throat> Eric Helms all sitting at the same table having a chat. So I'm sitting in the corner like, what the, what are they talking about? What, is, what, what are they talking about? Now, if, if you know personalities and you know how people are, there's always, you know, there's always that... There's a smart guy, there's a smart guy, the nerd, and then there's like the smart guy entertainer. Now, Andy falls right in between the smart guy that talks really loud, the smart guy nerd, and the smart guy entertainer. It's kind of all mixed in. And then you have Eric Helms, who does the exact same thing. And then you have Greg Knuckles, who's just, Greg Knuckles is a hard person to explain. And then you have Mike. He is very straight to the point and then out of nowhere you're like wait is is does he even care that he's here and then michael hits you with one of the funniest jokes that you've ever heard in your life like i did not think that was going to come out of him but meanwhile andy's just boom 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 i literally heard i think six or seven different conversations going on at one time in between these four gentlemen and i i will i'm not ashamed to say not at not not at one point did I really understand anything that went on, but I did have my phone on fire googling what they were saying the whole time. That was probably <laughs> the most entertaining conversation I've ever had in my life. And coincidentally, that's when I found out how funny Mike Tashira was, because before Mike was always just and I I forget I don't I think Eric may have kind of set him up, but he kind of kind of just set him up and Mike hit one of the, the grandest home runs of a joke that I've ever heard in my life. I got up and I walked out. I remember that. And I remember telling my girlfriend, I was like, dude, this Andy guy, I don't get him, but he's funny. He's super funny. And I remember asking, I'd asked Danny, Danny Lennon, I was like, who's that guy that's taking all the pictures? And he goes, oh, that's Andy. Oh, mate, he's, he's solid. He's solid. And that was day one. By day two, I was like, hey, man, is the Andy guy coming? And like he was kind of, I mean, I'm talking about you like you're not here, but Ed was kind of my, he was kind of my, my entertainment without, you know, without knowing he was my entertainment. And so by the time that, you know, by the time we all parted ways, I was like, dude, I, let's, I'm going to make sure I keep up with this guy. I'm going to follow this guy, figure out what he's about. And you, you, you've kind of, kind of blown me away just over, I, and it's not even been a year. How crazy is that? Um, mm. Just. It hasn't even been a year, but like honestly, he's, he's honestly one of the most entertaining, one of the most—I don't know—it's it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain, Andrew. Uh, and, and he's one of those guys like when you follow him and you and you see him, you're like, okay, now I get it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's you can't you can't have you can't have just one dose. So he's uh, he's based out of Tokyo. Basically, I said all that to say that he's based out of Tokyo, Japan. How did you get to Japan? Like how is how did it all happen? Because you're actually from england yes you're from the uk i'm from birmingham in england which is the second biggest city it's it's all right 
I mean, the thing is, like most people born in Birmingham, grow up in Birmingham, die in Birmingham. Uh And once you've had a taste of uh, kind of what's out there, for me personally, anyway. Right. It was very hard to go back, especially when like, you know, England, it's very gray and drizzly all the time. Like, I think we've got three different words for cloudy, overcast. Right, right. It's like, because that's just how it is all the time, right? Oh, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's some sunny places. And uh, I wanted to get out and I wanted to see the world a bit more. So I backpacked around Southeast Asia. Ah. So I, I crashed my motorbike, uh, rather, someone in a Toyota Land Cruiser, which is a, you would probably call it a mid size SUV. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Like the rest of the world, this is like a gigantic car. Um, he pulled across me, hit me, uh, smashed the fairing on my bike. I took the insurance payout, duct taped my bike back together. <laughs> I was like, right, I got two and a half grand. How, how far can this get me? Right, I'm going to go to backpacking around Southeast Asia, so Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia. And I did three months. And... Uh, you know, the summer before that, I've been to India, lived in Calcutta, doing some volunteer work for three months, um, which was, that was a weird one. Because I just said, I was part of this charity at university, right. and I had this opportunity to be sent somewhere, I didn't right. know where, to do some volunteer work. And I was just like, uh, yes. So that one decision ended up sending me to India, because then it just cascades, right? Right. And I end up in Calcutta with his family, and it's like, whoa, mind blown. So, you know, I want to travel. And then... <clears throat> Backing up a bit more, when I was 15, um, there were some really rough places where I grew up. Um, mm-hmm. the, um, there was violence for the sake, there was violence just for the sake of entertainment. Mm. Like, no purpose. Mm-hmm. As in, like, we're not talking um, for the sake of um, drugs and profit and or anything like that, or stealing stuff, mugging people, taking their phones, or whatever. Oh, there was wow. that. But just talking about people would just fight for the sake of fighting. Mm-hmm. So I was 15, and this gang of kids got off the bus um, opposite, and uh, they marched across the road, and I ended up getting a glass bottle around my head. And, you know, this was right in my hometown neighborhood. Um, I was used to dealing with, like, having to dodge the people who wanted to beat you up or mug you on the way back from school. Right. Because my school was in a really rough area. But um, it was an old school, like 120 years old or something like that. Oh, wow. So it was in a great area originally when it was founded. But it's now a really bad inner city. Yeah. We used to, like, commute in and then go back. But, uh, you know, we were targets. Um, anyway, but this was like, I got attacked in my, my hometown, really close to my house, and that kind of messed with me, and then I got into karate. So then when I'm coming up to graduation, and I'm like, okay, well, what I want to do, it's like, well, actually, I want to go travel for a bit. How about I go to Japan, do karate for a year, mature a bit, figure my life out, then right. go back, and then apply for university. a big boy job. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I was teaching English. Um, uh, in Japan, I just Googled what jobs can I do in Japan? It's like teaching English. What companies um, will hire from England or Japan? And I came up with Nova, Geos, Aeon. I was like, Nova, application form. That came up, applied, had an interview, 
Boom. Gone. Right? That's crazy. Google for everything, right? Um, and yeah, I ended up living in Osaka. And uh, I thought I would stay for a year, but I ended up staying now. Well, I've been here since September 7th, 2005. Oh. <laughs> so it turned out, I was, I'm just going to go teach English. Now I'm, you're there. You're there, there. Uh, you know, and it's it's and it's awesome. I mean, because you know, I just recently, a few weeks ago, I was I was able to kind of visit, hang out with Andy, and it's it's nice, it's fun. It's not what it, it was. It, Japan, I, I had been through Japan by way of having a layover, you know, but I had never been to Japan. I'd never been to Tokyo. I'd never been anywhere um, in 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 Japan. So. I didn't know what to expect, you know, um, and I think the first thing I, th I think I said to you was like, this is the most efficiently made city that I've ever been in. It's so efficient, um, just in terms of use of space and, and, and just it's it's very efficient. Train system's awesome. Um, it's just it was great. Um, even with even with the weather and like, you know, the, the weather warnings and all the stuff for the train, like the train was still on time. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Anywhere else it would have been done um it was just it was it was super nice so i can see how one you know it japan or i should say tokyo quickly rose its way to my number one city um it's just edging out toronto so i was like wow this place is, is super nice so i mean i can always tell how how much i love a city just by by how much i want to go back to it and so so when even though we were in uh, narita i just kept going back kept going back so um it was that was that was great. I um, I I could see I could see how how easy it is to not just to follow up with the culture, but to to really like grow to to like to to love the culture and it's love how the people are there because it was it just seems like it's 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 a nice place to be. Um, a lot of places I think when you're you know you're you're a foreigner, um, it's not not necessarily not not the most friendly place, but it's just it's hard to assimilate. It's hard to you know, but it seems like it's it's. It's fairly easy to to kind of assimilate and and become a part of 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 the community and the culture. I mean, and, and just from from what you told me and kind of watching how just you and you and uh, and your people operate, it seems like while you know there is the the Japanese culture altogether, you guys have your own subculture within the Japanese culture. So that's that that was really cool to kind of see how that how you guys move in and how you operate. Um, like, have you? Have you ever thought about leaving Japan, or is is Japan home? Yeah. Well, I have the Japanese side of the business here. Yeah. Where we focus on translating and kind of bridging that language mm -hmm. barrier that um, is a barrier to good information coming into Japan in nutrition and training. And right. So, you know, I really want to build out that business. Yeah. And. Uh, I'm here for I'm here for the time being for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and why wouldn't you? I mean, to I mean, I I would always think like who you know. It's not like you want a cap. You know, it's it's hard to put a cap on something like that. I mean, because again, like we talked about, it, it kind of it everything requires time, and however much time it takes to grow it is how much time you have to invest in it. You know what I mean? So to be like, oh, I, I got a, a year or two. Like I timelines are cool, but I, I've never. <laughs> I've never been a fan. Oh, you know that. I'm not a fan of timelines. Um, but yeah, I, I, I. It's 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 interesting, man. Because like I said, I just 
I would have never have thought that my my doorway into you know learning more about Japanese culture, seeing Tokyo, you know, in all its its glory, would be through a white man from England. But that's how it happened, and <laughs> and, it's, and and honestly, it it was it 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 was it's been super super cool, and and to see, I I, I should have if I mean I probably could go back at some point. I should have screenshot all the reactions and all the the commentary and all the DMs I was getting from people like, oh my god, it's so it was like he's is he Japanese? Like who's that guy and and everything? And so um, it it was crazy because you were like, hey, make sure you tag me. And as soon as I started tagging people, like, oh yeah, I know who that guy is. Like, so you didn't know who he was before? Wait, how does that work? So, but yeah, it's 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 been it's it's been really cool even since I've been back. And I think a lot of it's just like I mean I, I definitely have you to thank for that because it was like I'm sorry, you know I already. Reached out to the hotel that I stayed at. It's like, hey, I, when can I book it again? Um, because now I'm going to have two friends that are going to be in the Olympics. I have a, one of my friends, is uh, she's going to be in the Paralympics there in, in Tokyo. And uh, my buddy Ryan Doris, his, his younger brother, is most likely going to be triple jumping for, um, for his country uh, in Tokyo. So um, I actually was on the train to the fish market when I was uh, texting Ryan back and forth. And he's like, hey, man. We need to start looking at places already. I'm like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's been it's it's been pretty cool, man. Like, I'm I'm already like counting the days till I can go back. So, I I definitely have you to thank for that. Um, a thing that I do want to talk about. Don't think I'm gonna let you slip away that quick without talking about it. Um, I mentioned before that you have Octane in the veins. Um, yes. I I honestly that was one of the things I did not know about Andy. Honestly, until I started following him. It's how much of a car freak he is, more so than myself. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I, uh, I had no idea. Um, and again, and if you're a car enthusiast, if you like cars, electric cars, speed, just cars in general, this is definitely the man to follow. Um, you know what? We won't even go into like detail about you know the the that monster of a machine that you have in the garage. Um, of course we are, but um, if if you if you wanted to see as as he puts it, casual uh, the, the casual luxury car, the casual sports car, uh, this is definitely the man to follow. It, and there's nothing casual about him. But again, I I had no idea that this this that these types of of machines were just so prevalent in in Tokyo. So you have to see. I mean, it's one thing to see it. On your IG, but to see it in real life, like, wait a minute, there's another Mercedes. There's another one. Oh wait, there's another. There's another one. And I mean, that no, not even Mercedes, man. Mm-hmm. It's so you saw. It's like I don't even look. I barely look at Lamborghini Aventadors anymore. Like, <laughs> I see so many. That's it's insane. Like, give me a, it's like, bitch, please give like... me a Pagani. Like, <laughs> <laughs> give me something that I'll actually like blink my eye about. Like it was. It was just crazy, like to to see those. Like, so have you always been into like you know just speed and and, and cars and and things of that nature, or is it something that that kind of the, as as time progressed, you just kind of started getting into? Yeah, I, I love cars for a, a good long time. Yeah, when I was a kid, I had on my shelf above my bed, I had uh, uh, three Lamborghinis. I had the the Countach, the oh. Diablo, and the Diablo SV. Um, so yeah, I've I've liked them for a while, and yeah, now the fact that I see them pretty much every day, um, I got 
the car culture is so friendly here. Like I've, I've sat in, um, driven many uh, dream cars. Um, it's uh, it's 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 very strange, uh, but very cool. Um, I was gonna say yeah, it's like... such a the the wealth density mm -hmm. in Tokyo, especially this area of Tokyo, is uh, is just ridiculous. And uh, one of the ways people like to spend their money is on cars, and so and people here are very respectful and they look after their stuff. Yeah. And um, people who have the same hobby, they tend to feel a sense of community. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh hey yeah, have a seat, or oh hey yeah, do you want to take it for a drive? I mean, so I had a guy within a minute of meeting him, hand me the keys to his Porsche. Um, like yeah, that happened. That's what got me to love the Cayman GT4. Like, that... I'd turn up, and then he was like, hey, go have a go. He's like, you're going to drive it. I heard the way you were driving. Uh, you're going to drive this how it wants to be driven. So you got to take it for a few laps. That's we were on crazy. Some, some mountain roads, so I was like, what, really? So, yeah, it took it like 20 minutes. And then fast forward, present yeah, day, madness. proud and of then, <laughs> right, yeah, I got one. I got one. That's two, yeah, two, and three years later. That's that, you like we were at the parking lot. Yeah, and, like there was a guy. You you were sitting in a McLaren six seven five LT. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you're just like, how is this and then even? The Rolls Royce Dawn. Yeah. Edition. I'm like, right. what is this? Like, what's going on? Like, you just, but it, it's it's, it reminds me a lot of. I, it's gonna sound so dumb. It reminds me a lot of growing up in West Texas and people having big trucks and like they'll have the lift kits on the truck. They'll have the, the big, you know, 44 inch tires, 20 inch rims, the thing sitting, you know, 12, God knows how many inches up in the air and everyone's parked in the parking lot and just going by and looking at everybody's truck. And yep. there's one section is the diesel trucks. The other section is, the, you know, the, the gasoline trucks and the diesel boys go over and look at the gas kids trucks and the gas boys go look at the diesel trucks. And I mean, and it's clearly there's a, a completely different tax bracket for the diesel guys. I mean, those are God knows how much, you know, I mean, and, but the, the diesel guys always kind of little brother, the, the, the gasoline guys, like you were able to do a lot with that gasoline, you know, that gasoline truck. And, you know, like, Hey man, go take it for a spin. Like what? Yeah. Or we're going mudding. And taking, you know, taking a eighty to hundred grand truck, which make it's crazy even saying it out loud. Taking a truck that you know that's upwards of two hundred thousand dollars by the time they're done with the modifications, taking it out into the middle of a dirt field, letting somebody literally take your truck <laughs> and just drive it through the mud over and over and over. Like, but but I mean, it's just like you know what? I see that you take care of your truck. Take mine. I'll take yours. And you're like, all right, cool. Let's do it. You know. And then people like myself, the, the guys that have the SUVs, that's that's we're even a more of a rare, you know, more of a rare breed. So I mean, it was it kind of reminded me of, of kind of growing up and, and, and seeing that. Um, and it was like just complete strangers, you know, that just you know they're you know people were bounded you know bound by the car. And then it was kind of cool seeing everybody drive up and you know um, their you know their their you know Nissans and everything. And then you pull in with this Porsche. And it's like people just stop, like, oh, okay, now it's serious. Um, I, I won't, I will not, I won't lie and say that didn't kind of feel kind of cool driving up, right up at a Porsche, 
back in the day in park and, and everybody kind of stopping what they were doing and, and looking at, at, at your car. That was, that's kind of nice. That was kind of really nice actually. Um, it's nice because it's, it's, it's not, it's an expensive car. It certainly was not far from the most expensive car in that car park, but it, it's, it's very uncommon. Yes. And that was um, what, that was one of the things good in that black with the yellow. Oh man. Yeah. And, and, and again, you guys, if, if you don't follow this guy, you need to follow. I mean, I won't try to, I won't give away too much because you need to follow him to, to check out his car. It's, it's the Instagram stories where I put the cast. Oh my God. Yeah, man. It's, and the thing is, there's so many just amazing cars in the area. What is, what, what's been the, so far, because I don't even know if I asked you that when I was there. What's been the, or maybe I did, I'm not sure. Um, what's been like the best car you've driven so far? Ferrari F12. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, the Ferrari F12 Berlinetta. Um, this thing has just got power for days. Like it's so that's uh, Ferrari's V12 730 brake horsepower rear-wheel drive for an engined um, beast. Um, it's now been superseded by the A12 Superfast, um, but you know it's still just an absolute monster. Uh, that's it's just... super super fun. I don't even know this whole time. It's yeah, it's. You have the engines in the front, yeah? Yeah. Or the uh, Porsche GT3 RS. That thing is a monster as well. That was super fun. I took that on the mountain road around Mount Fuji. And I stuck to the speed limit exactly like a, uh, I should have. Yes. <laughs> but here's, here's, is there, a, there there's no, I, I honestly... I, I've told I've been told by everybody with a fast car like there's no such thing as a speed limit. There's just not getting caught, and I've always laughed. And again, I've never had a I've never had a super fast car, so I'm like, eh. I, I never scrapped that notion like, oh, there's no such thing as a speed limit. There's just a, no there's a such thing as getting caught until I actually sat in your Porsche. I was like, oh wow, there's a reason why I drive a truck. There's a reason why. I mean, because you just. I think you start, you know your limitations as a person. And again, like I said, my last, my last experience with super speed was when I had my Hayabusa and, you know, I was mm. wrecked. And I was like, never again. Um, mm. Some people like yourself, you can handle speed. You can handle it on a daily basis. Myself, I, nope. I'm not even built for speed myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a short, squatty mm. guy. I'm built for power. So, like, just give me all the power. But, yeah, I, that's probably been... To this day, that was I. I, you know, I mean, I, I get, I've gotten shit from my girlfriend for saying it, but for sure, that has been a, that was like a top five moment in my life. Like just not just driving, but just the whole, the whole like setting, the scenery, um, the fact that like there's like a stable of of Ferraris to the right, and like, oh yeah, you want to drive? Like what? What? And it, I swear, I thought you were joking. And yeah, that's that's gonna go. That's. That's one of those that, like, you know what? When I'm on my deathbed, I'll think of that. That'll be a memory that I smile about. Um, I'll tell my kids about that one. Like, yeah, I drove a Porsche once. Um, <laughs> as, as I'm just, I'm driving my old school Cadillac around. Um, I um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but um, I do uh, I do want to ask you as far as is where you're at, as far as where you're sitting um, in the in the fitness industry. Um, what is a not necessarily a trend, but what is what is what is something that you see? You know, um, I guess I guess an area that you see the the, the fitness industry heading towards. Um, I guess in a positive way, 
I mean, because I've I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard I've I've, I've heard that you know uh, it's actually trending toward a more of a, a better a better place than it has been um, in in quite some time. Like, what's what's some of the things that you 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 see the fitness fitness industry kind of heading towards? Yeah. Um, so the shortcuts are always going to be there. Right. I'm um, taking advantage of people's ignorance. Um, and, uh, you, you know, that, that, that is what it is, but I think the number of, um, personal trainers who are taking their, um, education more seriously mm -hmm. is on the increase. And that's because the, there's much better information out there now, which is really cool. And, um, then the number of um, regular trainees who are taking things into their own hands and looking to um, help educate themselves as well, that's on the increase. Right. So um, I, I'm seeing, and this is through my, I don't really follow many people, right. um, honestly, um, but it seems to me that people are, people within the industry are being less grabby and trying to protect their own secret source. Right. And more supportive of building the community. Like yes. So I can see that. Raises all ships. True. And that's kind of my abundance mentality. Um, and helping out one of my fellow uh, colleagues in the industry is in no way, shape or form taking away from my business. True. Um, because there are, way more people than there are us that need help oh yeah by far i mean and to to hoard information at this point in the game is just you're you're honestly you're just doing it to be an asshole you're not necessarily doing it you, you don't get any competitive advantage out of it there's enough room at the top for everyone um there's literally billions of people and you know i mean for some reason people for some they act like it's you know like a thousand people out there and there's two thousand of us um so yeah, you but you're you're right to share information at this point. I mean, in the game is is a paramount importance. I just I, I mean, if hopefully more people uh, uh, adopt that 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 mindset, because I think it I think it'll help a lot. Um, especially just with the amount of people that are in the world, with the population booming the way it is, um, health concerns are. I in my opinion, health concerns are going to be you know if if they aren't already. They're going to be the number one concern of, of people because you're going to run out of space and you can't have people sitting on top of each other and not have some type of some type of problem of some sort, you know, arise. And then health is usually going to be one of the first things that, that tends to, to tends to go as a result. So um, kudos to you, my friend, for that. Um, now, finally, you're, you're exactly right. Yeah, I'm trying to decide, man. Don't say it yet. <laughs> Listen, you, I, I, I'll lead up to it. You got some time. Um, like I say all the time with, 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 with every guest, if you were trapped in an alley, gun to your head, and there's like, hey, the only way you're going to survive this is you have to sing a song, rap a verse, you have to sing something of your favorite song in order to get out of this. What song would you all go right. with and could you perform it? All right, Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie. Hello, here we go. Oh, wow! Alone with you inside my mind And in my dreams I've kissed your lips A thousand times I sometimes see you pass outside my door 
Hello. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. That's great. This is great. I can see it in your smile. You're all I ever wanted. And my arms are open wide. Yes. Because you know just what to say. And you know just what to do. And I want to tell you so much. I love you. <laughs> the dramatic pause that that made it. That made it. Thank you so much, man. I'm telling you that that is the most that probably is the most entertaining one we've had. Um, Ray Williams did a really good uh, five finger death punch, uh, uh, heavy metal version, and I I died laughing, but we lost the audio to that. So oh, it is what it is. Oh no. Yeah, I, we're gonna have to. I'm the champ. I beat Ray Williams. Oh yeah, you definitely. Yeah, yeah, you beat Ray Williams. You may have been the only person that beat Ray Williams uh, in anything, and there it is, boom, and he's the champ. I cannot tell you how awesome it was uh, to have you. I'm gonna have to have you back because I've got a million questions, man. But I, 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 you're one of the most entertaining people that I have in my life. I mean, and I just feel like if people don't know who you are, they need to know who you are. And if my people don't know who you are, then they're under a rock. They definitely need to know who you are. Again, I appreciate you so much. I know you have a long day. It's it's like it's it's morning time, I think, in, in Tokyo right now. So your I'm day had even... a surgeon. I'm seeing a surgeon for my wrist. I've got ah. an appointment in half an hour. So I'm looking forward to getting this fixed finally so that I can get back to lifting some nice. well, you would call it a super lightweight. Ah, you don't need yeah, to lift weights, says. You know what? Just right. you know, you, listen. You don't I need. Back. I want to get back to benching. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thank you again so much, Andy, uh, for 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 being on. Uh, where can you be reached? Where can they uh, find you? Yeah, if, if you want to read, um, just go to rippedbody.com. If you want some uh, distraction in your day on the Instagrams, then it's Andy underscore ripped body. Boom! There it is. I again, I, I, I'll say it a million times and I'll say it a million times more. I cannot thank you enough for your friendship, number one, for coming on here, number two, and just for what you do for our community, number three. I hope you have a great day. I'll be texting you soon. Thank you again, Andy. Have a great day. Thanks, sir. Good luck over the next week and a half. I'm All right. On, man. All right. Thanks, brother. All right, Jim. Hi. How dope was that, right? The guy's just an absolute amazing person, man. Um, just well-spoken, highly intelligent individual, man. It's, it's really exciting uh, having um, his, uh, his, of course, uh, Eric um, and um, Andrea's book uh, being hard copy, being on Amazon, so anybody can go and copy it. Um, be sure, if you guys haven't gotten a book and you're really trying to get your strength and your nutrition game up, um, that's definitely a book that you definitely need to get. Um, definitely, I'm gonna say it the third time, whatever. Um, but yeah, thank you guys again for all the support. I hope you guys... Thoroughly enjoyed uh, this podcast as much as I thoroughly enjoyed doing it with Andy. Just an awesome guy, man. I, um, I'm i hoping to do some more with him. Just, you know, maybe having him checking in um, every now and again, just in terms of just nutrition and just a lot of the trends that are going on because he's, he's such an awesome dude. And he has such a great story um, just from being, a, you know, obviously a, a, an Englishman that lives in Japan, that travels the world and makes people stronger, um, happier, more fit. 
and of course, um, as healthy as, as possible. So again, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys have any people that you want me to reach out to, by all means, let me know. I'll definitely reach out to them. I have no fear in my heart. I'm gonna try to get as many people on this bad boy as possible. Thank you again for joining us. If you need anything, coaching, apparel, um, to know what's going on, you can go to my website, lsmcclain.com, and I can get you on with all of that. Uh, until the next time, man, you guys be good. Take it light. Peace.